for old boys ain't much for working Two shots on a barrel and they're talking about bourbon Talking about a few other things that they don't know If you've got a question, no need to ask They don't have a clue, so raise your glass Take a sip with the bold brothers Now it's on with the show From the heart of central Kentucky The bourbon capital of the world It's two shots on a barrel With your host A couple of hot shots of their own The Bow Brothers Back to two shots on a barrel Boy, it's good to be back today, J-Bo And uh, I gotta tell you this is I have a feeling this is gonna be a fun show It's gonna be a wonderful show Uh, The last uh, show we had at uh, Jailer's Inn It was outside and it was beautiful Well, we couldn't be outside today So they brought us in to a fancy room for a us Bow Brothers, pretty fancy. <laughs> yeah, I feel like th- this has a feeling like we've kind of made the big time or something. I, it does. It it's sort of has that feeling to it. Uh, but but uh, yeah yeah, I- I'm liking this already. Go ahead, go ahead and tell them where we are and what we're doing. All right, so we are in as far as I'm concerned, a, a heavenly place. Uh, Maker's Mark, not only just Maker's Mark, like they let us in. They let us in the like the secret place almost the heritage center. Like there's, I feel like when you look around at the history, I'm pretty sure if they knew your background, they wouldn't let <laughs> no, you they, in here. They would not let me in here. We do have security. That's right. We right cameras. Yeah. Ah, yeah. So yeah. who is this guy we're talking to today? Let's welcome in the master distiller. Of Maker's Mark, Mr. Denny Potter. How you doing, brother? Doing good. That's doing awesome, good. Man. Good to we're be with you so guys. Excited. We were so excited when we were, we're we're only about four months old. Yeah. But we got our uh, our buddy said, "Hey, somebody was asking about you and your podcast today." And I'm like, "Well, who out there at Makers knows about our podcast?" And he said, "The boss." <laughs> I was <laughs> like, "That's pretty cool." Yeah. Okay. So we use that. We, we hope you don't mind the name drop. Everyone's so like. Denny Potter asked about two yeah, shots. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, you guys, I mean, I'm surprised it's only been four months, but you got an incredible social media presence. It's it's, it's taken off. It, it yeah. grew some legs and took off on us, didn't it? Well, we looked at that earlier today. We're like in, what, 17 different countries and like nearly 450 different cities. That's not bad for a not couple bad. of goofy that's DJs that don't know anything about much of anything. No, that's amazing for four months. That really is. We're excited. Definitely excited. It was a COVID project that uh, we've always wanted to do a show together. And we're like, well, let's try it. Yeah. And then after the first show, it just took off. And we're like, okay, we got another job now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the coolest thing in the world, you get, you get to sit around and you get, a, you get just to shoot the bull which we're both pretty good at doing. You get a drink bourbon. You get to meet like big time master distillers like Denny yeah, Potter, man. and this is this is pretty cool. I mean, it, honestly, it is. Tell uh, everybody, by the way, Denny, you have been very nice to uh, give us a nice Maker's Mark uh, product today. Tell everybody what we're drinking. Yeah. So, I mean, we just poured up something um, that you know it's a project we've worked on uh we created what's called the maker's mark wood finishing series and we had the first release of that last year and so this is our our year two release and what this is about is is literally you know like obviously we do a lot of of innovation but we do innovation different uh than most people you know a lot of times when you innovate you're looking out in the market and trying to create things that you think the consumer wants 
Well, one of the things that, that we do um, is we're very introspective when we look to innovate. So, you know, when you have a, a, a brand and a product like we do, which has basically been around since 1954, and we're still going strong 66 years later, well, you know you're doing something right. So oh, yeah. you, you don't want to get too far away from what's gotten us to where we are. So when we innovate, we really want to highlight who we are and what we've done for 66 years. And so when I say we look inward, um, it's trying to tell the story of our process, our brand. And so these wood finishing releases, which basically is led by uh, Jane Bowie and Beth Buckner, Jane is director of innovation. And then Beth is our innovation manager is they're telling the story of process. Last year it was yeast. Um, this year it has more to do with maturation, but it's about the seasoning of the oak, you know, the process that takes place with the oak before you actually build the barrel. And so that's what this is. We want to be able to try to highlight um, some of those flavors that exist because of that process. May not carry all the way through to the finished product, but they do exist in the process. And um, I know you guys have already talked to Andrew Webrink that works with Independent State, but he works hand-in-hand with our team. And so we kind of create a vision of what we think these flavors should be based on process. So with seasoning, um, when you season oak, basically – um, one is tannin-free. You know, when you season oak, what we mean by that is all the oak that's used to build our barrels actually sits outside for 12 months. So it sits outside, and the oxygen will break down um, the tannin. So it'll break down lignans, which turns to vanillin, which is vanilla, and then also mm. the hemicellulose, which will break down and create caramel notes. So that's what we wanted to create with this, with this product was something that was heavy vanilla, caramel, and tannin-free, so no bitterness. And so I, I think when you smell this and you taste it, that's what you're going to get. I mean, this is heavy, heavy, heavy vanilla. And um, to date, it's probably my favorite thing that we've done as far as uh, from an innovation side. But the exciting thing about it is we're not done. You know, we're already working on the 2022 really, or I'm sorry, 2021 ideas for 22 and 23. And they're just, you know, we just love telling a story. And I think that's what this leads to. So this is the 2020 wood finishing release. The only thing good that's come out of 2020, right here. <laughs> yeah, it exactly. Is so good, man. Yeah, it is. And it's absolutely needed. delicious. Much needed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's at, you know that's at cast strength. So, so for us, this is uh, 110.8 proof. So a good way to kind of break that's into so the good. afternoon. So good. Now I I got a gift the other day. It's in the back here. I was going to ask you about, and I've never seen it before. It's Maker's Mark 101. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about what that is and? Uh, yeah, it's actually um, it's not a it's not a, an extension or a product that's new to us. It's actually something that we we did years ago. Uh, you, if you see some of the old bottles on the market, it was a gold wax release. So it was a one hundred and one gold wax release. Uh, we you know pretty much discontinued it for a long time, and then the idea was you know we people talked about it a lot. People would always ask about well, whatever happened to that one hundred and one you all used to do. So. Uh, a few years back, probably two or three years ago, we decided to bring it back, but just for what we call GTR, which is global travel retail, so duty-free. I mean, duty-free is almost treated like it's its own entity, whether it's a country or a state. I mean, because it's a completely different consumer base. So we just did it for duty-free, and then earlier this year, back in the summer, we made the decision to go ahead and release it nationally. So that's why okay. you're starting to see it on the market. 
we didn't go with the gold wax. We still, you know, we're red, red wax is who we are. Right. So we wanted to maintain that. But what you'll see with that bottle design, it's got the gold lettering on the bottle. It's, it's, an, it's a beautiful package. Nice. But that's what that is. So it's just recently been nationally released and, gotcha. um, and we'll stay on the shelf. It's not what we call an LTO or a limited time offering. You're going to see it on the shelf. This is cool stuff. You know, J-Bo, uh, usually we, we take a little bit of time to, uh, to get to know yeah. who, who, is, who is on uh, on Two Shots. So I think it's a perfect time to uh, – Denny, have you ever had anybody do like the rapid-fire questions for you? I have. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, it, it's funny. I mean, it's one of these things. You know, my, um, I basically have two, two titles here. I'm our master distiller, but I'm also our plant manager. And I've always said that the plant manager piece – because I'm fairly grounded in operations. I'm not too worried about It's when we get in situations like this with guys like you and you're telling me we're going to do rapid-fire questions. I know my ass is on the line right now. So, And I'm okay with that because I'm, awesome. I'm pretty transparent. That's so. awesome. This is good stuff. We're going to start off really easy. So we're going to try to do rapid-fire in 60 seconds, okay? So All this right. is not going to be too – I don't think it's going to hurt you too much. Where were you born, Denny? I was born in Louisville, Kentucky. Absolutely. Uh, Louisville, Kentucky. I've heard through the grapevine. He's a University of Louisville guy. So we, we won't, we won't hold it against you. Yeah, we won't hold <laughs> it. Um, what color is your toothbrush? Uh, it's it's actually an electric toothbrush. So it's it's white He's with sophisticated. Like, a, uh, like an aqua stripe on it. Yeah. Gotcha. If there was a movie made about your life, Denny, who would be the actor that would play you? Oh, my gosh. Um. I don't know. I mean, if I could do it, I mean, he's not alive anymore, but uh, let's say Chris Farley. I love physical. Oh, oh that would be awesome. Oh, man. That'd be Trust me, so, I'm, not, I'm not funny like Chris Farley, but he could make money. That's awesome. <laughs> that is man. awesome. Uh, now, we know your history. You spent some times in uh, the beautiful island of St. Croix, but this is a little bit of a different question. If you were stranded on a deserted tropical island, what's two things, not two people or whatever, but what's two things you would have to have with you? Oh man. Um, well, no question. Um, an endless supply of alcohol. Nice. Uh, I wouldn't say, you know, it's, it's different. Listen, I mean, I'm a bourbon guy through and through, but one of the things you figure out when you live on an Island is that rum tastes pretty damn good. It there does. Go. So, uh, I could go 50, 50 bourbon rum. Nice. That's awesome. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Uh, what's your favorite Halloween costume in the Halloween uh, spirit? Uh, well, you know, so last year, um, we typically do a trunk or treat for work for the right. employees here. Cause you guys know, I mean, when you live, um, in these small towns and everybody's kind of spread out, especially in the country, you need a place where the kids can come trigger. They can't just walk house to house. Right. So we usually do a trunk or treat. And last year I dressed up as Prince. Nice. Um, it was a pretty damn good costume, I'll have to say, although some people couldn't figure out if I was Prince or Howard Stern. <laughs> I'm like, well, either is fine. Either's good. Um, and then we had to, we, we've had to cancel this year's, but I did have a, a nice little costume picked out. That's so. awesome. Perfect answers. That's awesome. What's your favorite kind of music? Um, probably anymore it's considered adult alternative. So, so I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm a, a 90s guy. Right. And, uh, you know, all of that, you know, whether it's Pearl Jam or Nirvana or, I mean, that those were – Gotcha. Definitely. Still a big Foo Fighters fan. So, cool. Yeah. There you go. Morning, noon, or night? Man, I'm I'm probably definitely more of a morning person, for sure. That's um, cool. I, you know, it's just one of those things. I kind of, 
you know, there was a time where it was all about nights because I could stay up drinking until two or three in the morning, but now my ass is in bed probably nine thirty, <laughs> ten o'clock. But Smart man. definitely Smart morning. Man. So J Bo, most of these questions I came up with, Denny, just for the record. Oh boy. But um but J Bo came up with this one, just so you'll know. Boxers or briefs. <laughs> <laughs> There's not necessarily tidy whities but briefs all the way. Right. <laughs> Good job. So they have stars on them or something, you know? Uh, not no, not stars. Some do have stripes. There you go. Um, yeah, shit. I don't know. I guess, yeah. <laughs> Some have holes in them. I mean, I, mine are mostly. We're holes. getting yeah. we're getting to know Denny <laughs> Potter right. really well. All right, so uh, you've kind of already answered this one, but I'll ask it anyway. Other than bourbon, your go to? Uh, definitely rum. I mean, you know, it's one of those things. You know, before I went to the island, um, I drank a little bit of rum every now and then. But until you get, you know. The one great thing about our industry and distilled spirits in general is it's a, it's a feel, it's an attitude, it's a culture. And when you kind of immerse yourself in that and what rum means to the islands, I mean, it's a big part of their economy. So um, whether you like it or not, you feel a part of it. So it's, yeah, no question, it's rum. I still, you know, I worked at Cruzion, so I still yeah. have a bunch of the single barrel products and things so like that. So when you're on the island, what, what do you mix it with or do, you, do they drink it straight? Well, or? yeah, I mean, if I'm doing the single barrels, it's typically nader on the rocks, but... I mean, if, you know, if I'm on the boat, man, it's, it just depends. Right. A lot of times I'm taking light rum, maybe with a little bit of a flavored rum, whether it's a guava or something like that. And then the great thing about the islands is you get very fresh fruit juice. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, typically that, or, you know, you can always cut it with Sprite or something like that. Nice. All right. Last question I've got, Jaybo. Past or present, who's your mentor? That's, you know, I, it's, I, I don't know that I can truly answer that with just one individual because one of the things that I feel extremely lucky about is, you know, what I've done in my 23 years in the career, but not necessarily what I've done, but who I've worked with. Um, and it goes all the way back to 98. I mean, my first day on the job, you know, I started out as a lab tech at Jim Beam uh, and, um, you know, walk right into Fred No, right? But mm. Booker was still kind of involved. And uh, not in the day-to-day, but my first week on the job, I got to take distillate samples to Booker's house. Very cool. You know, because Booker would taste test. You know, he'd tell you what he thought should go to Booker's. He liked to cook with the distillate. Um, And then, you know, I come here and I get to work with the Samuels, and in particular when I came in 03, Bill. Sure. And I go to Crusion. I work with the Nelthrips who started Crusion. I go to Heaven Hill. I'm working with the Shapiros and Parker and Craig Beam. Um, I... Man, I mean, I've just been really lucky. But one of the interesting things, and I think this kind of ties back, was in 03, when I came to Makers, um, I started out, I came to Makers to be the quality and environmental manager. And at the time, we didn't realize this, but we had four master distillers that were all here at the same time because Steve Nally was still here. Mm -hmm. So really, Steve, maybe more than anybody, because, you know, I was able to work a little bit with Steve, but we knew he was going to retire and I took over the distillery when Steve left. Um, but we also had Dave Pickerel and Kevin Smith. And we were all here at the same time. And our taste panel, I mean, I think at the t- we might have had 18 salaried people here. And that was our taste panel. And, you know, we would just set samples up in the office that I have now. And, um, you know, I just think back to all of that. But as far as distillery operations, it would probably have to be Steve, even though we didn't get to spend a lot of time together. The time that we did spend together, he taught me a lot. And then, you know, I was able to take a lot of notes, write a lot, write a lot of things down. But um, once again, it's hard to pinpoint one because I've been really, really, really lucky with who I've worked with. 
And that was a hell of an answer. That was. I mean, you've been around anybody that's anybody, and you worked right beside them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, have been able to directly work with all the people that I just talked about, um, and and lucky enough that that most of them are still heavily involved in the industry, and we're all pretty tight knit. But then also able to network with so many other people in the industry, and I think that's you know the most incredible thing about this industry. And I know it sounds cliche, but it is the people. Everybody's open. There's nothing cutthroat about this industry. And, um, you know, if I wanted to pick up the phone and call Steve, ask him how Bartown Bourbon's running, are they having any issues, or call Harlan, you know, down at Buffalo Trace, or, um, you know, or Fred or, or Greg Davis, both over at Jim Beam. I mean, shit, man. I mean, it's it's no problem. I mean, it, it's a pretty much we're all an open book. So. It's pretty much what Steve told us when he was on the show. That, I think that's the thing that really struck me when, when we were asking Steve some of those same questions. It's almost like a brotherhood. You know, you guys will go hang out uh, maybe at Barstown Bourbon Company and, mm-hmm. and find out what's going on. How That's unheard of. I read somewhere, you know, um, can you imagine the folks with Pepsi and Coca-Cola getting together? Right. Never happened. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, that's in, you know, our philosophy's always been, man, that, that stuff can fight itself out on the shelf. There's no, I mean, there's room for all of us. And I think one of the things that we all appreciate is, you know, when you look at bourbon as a category, you know, we're just, we're a subcategory of whiskey, right? Well, there's a lot of whiskeys that fall underneath that umbrella, the biggest being scotch. And, you know, scotch is great, but if we want to be global, we got to do it together. We can't, you know, we want to be bigger than just the U.S. Trust me on that. And the only way that happens is to grow the category. And the only way to grow the category is to work together. And I think that's been the mindset, at least for the last 15 or 20 years, You've seen the evolution of the bourbon trail, what's happened from the visitor's side. That doesn't happen unless you have that cooperation. So um, we all just kind of think that way. And, you know, and what's interesting and what we used to do, and it's sad because we can't really do it anymore, but there was a time that we all used to meet at Mammy's for lunch once once a month, um, whether, you know, whether it was obviously me, Parker, Craig, Fred, um, Harlan, you know, other people that may not have been master distillers. And the, the the problem was people started, you know, when when the industry gets more popular, people are more interested. And then all of a sudden we would meet for lunch and there would be, oh, hey, can we talk to you guys real quick? Yeah. Or can you all sign these bottles? Because Jimmy and Eddie Russell would show up at all these too. So you can imagine, oh, imagine. when oh, you've yeah. got Fred and Jimmy and Eddie and it's wow. like, so, I mean, we, we kind of stopped doing that. And, and really, you know, the only times we see each other are at events, whether it's Bourbon Festival or you know, one of the whiskey fest, but, um, that's, what's been tough about this year right. without the travel or the bourbon festival or the shows is you don't see those guys and you really kind of, you miss them quite right. a bit. That's a tough. Yeah. That's a crowd, this man. has been a first, uh, a great first segment. I can tell you that. Well, let's go ahead and take a, take a quick break, drink a little bit more and come back and, uh, Let's, hang, let's just hang out with yeah. Denny Potter. I don't let's know. Do we may make an afternoon of it. Who and, knows? And he even brought his security guard today. <laughs> he did, and he just on. walked in. I'm sure That's there's going to be some great, uh, fantastic stories right. about uh, about Michael May. By the way, uh, you asked him. We had lunch with with Michael today down at the Star Hill Provisions. It was very, very nice, and uh, you had an opportunity to ask about his lovely wife. Yeah, again. yeah. Have you met his wife? Uh, briefly at the Christmas party. Last Did he year. not marry up? I mean, I mean, I, he's like fifteen years older than her. First of all, you 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 have to question her judgment. Hey, you I mean, look, look how many shades of red <laughs> he is no turning doubt. as red as the Maker's Mark bottle. That's right, man. You know, it might what Michael's been with us a little over a year now. And there's not a day that goes by that we don't second guess that decision. <laughs> 
You know what? Today is this is the one year. I mean, is it? Yeah. Today. Today. Well, happy birthday! <laughs> That's funny. All right, more two shots on the barrel coming your way right here with Denny Potter after this break. The Marion County Trail could be the best value in bourbon-themed travel in Kentucky. You'll experience one of the Kentucky Bourbon Trail's crown jewels, one of the Bourbon Trail Craft Tour's top-rated stops, and something you can't find anywhere else. Organized tours of a bourbon barrel manufacturing facility, all in one place. It's the Marion County Trail. Take your time to tour, dine, shop, and stay all along the way. Explore world-famous Maker's Mark, a hot-ticket item on the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, Limestone Branch Distillery, home of world-famous Yellowstone Bourbon, and one of the top-rated stops on the Kentucky Bourbon Trail Craft Tour. Kentucky Cooperage, the sprawling plant where the thriving bourbon industry's barrels are hand-built and seared with fire for bourbon-aging flavor. And Lebanon, home of wonderful dining opportunities from home-cooked to chef-driven. Unique shopping opportunities, nowhere else to be found murals for your selfies, and overnight accommodations that range from traditional to bed and breakfast to bourbon-themed. Go to visitlebanonky.com for more details. Lebanon Tourist and Convention Commission, 270-692-0021. Whether you're buying or selling, be it your first home or your last home, or building your investment portfolio, give me a call. I'm Lisa Kearns, a realtor with Exit Realty Heartland. I understand the stress and hassles involved in buying and selling, and I will be here for you. Let me put my 20-plus years experience in marketing and customer service to work for you. Give me a call, 270 270- 402-4036. Lisa Kearns, Realtor with Exit Realty Heartland, here to work for you. Hey, this is Jimbo. This is J-Bo. Man, we are so happy because J-Bo, we got this podcast going and we got fantastic sponsors like our good buddy Billy Taff with Big O Tires. Billy Taff, longtime friend and uh, I've been going to him for years for new tires at Big O Tires. I needed a new set of tires just recently. Guess where I went? Where'd you go? Big old tires here in Lebanon, Kentucky, the heart of central Kentucky, Billy Taft. He took fantastic care of me. I know he's always taking care of you. Yeah, heck yeah. He's even taking care of me when I broke down in Bardstown. He has a Bardstown location as well. Fixed the tires right up. Baby, I was out the door. Back to Lebanon in no time. He does a fantastic job. He's always worried about number one. You know what number one is? What's that? That is the customer. Exactly. The customer is always right when it comes to Billy Taft and big old tires, Jabo. You can get old changes, tire rotations, new tires. Heck, he's even got used tires you can buy. Absolutely. Whatever it is you're looking for, I guarantee you're going to find it at Big Old Tires, Barnstown, or in Lebanon. Boy, and guess what? They are sponsors right here, J-Bo, on Two Shots on a Barrel. I'm telling you what. We love Billy Taft and Big Old Tires. Go there today. Big Old Tires, Billy Taft. It's in Lebanon and Bardstown, the heart of Central Kentucky. Two old boys ain't much for working. J-Bo, I love it. I love it, man. I love that tune. Terry is so talented. Terry Woolley. So, you know, the story goes that I said, Terry, we're doing this podcast thing. We're just a couple guys wanting to talk about bourbon, everything that is central Kentucky, and Terry's like, I got you. 
And he took it from there. Yeah, 24 hours later, bam, we have an opening uh, theme for our podcast. Terry Woolley with Crystal Music is uh, to kind of icing on the cake. Is sponsoring two shots on the brand. I don't know how cool that is. Not only did he do this for us, he's also sponsoring us. So, I mean, it's a double whammy from old Terry. Thank you, Terry. And you guys have come a long way. You know, you went from a point in time where you guys didn't necessarily get along the best in the world, and now you are like best friends. Well, it's like, you know, you put two superstars in one room, you know, there's going to be some bumping heads. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, whether it's recording, maybe it's some uh, voice lessons that you need, some uh, learning how to play a guitar, harmonica, you name it, Crystal Music in Campbellsville, Kentucky is a place to go. Hey, I even uh, was in a tight spot. I was going to go to Nashville. I was going inter- to inter- interview a bunch of artists, and I needed a guitar to sign. I remember play. that. I remember that. I walked in there, and I'm telling you, they have guitars everywhere. And he said, you don't want this guitar. You want the this guitar. And he set me up, and away I went to Nashville. Bam. He took care of you, and that's the way he can take care of everybody. He's a good dude. He works so hard. His wife, Ina, though, is the best thing in the world about him. There's no doubt about that. But Terry Woolley is a great dude, and for every musical thing that you need, including... If you're out there listening and you need a jingle for your podcast, reach out to Terry Woolley. Check him out on Facebook. Look him up, Terry Woolley. That's W-O-O-L-E-Y. Or look up Crystal Music. You'll be able to check out all their deals along the way. And thanks so much, as always, J-Bo. They're a great sponsor. Hey, and we're looking for more. Absolutely. Right here on Two Shots in a Barrel. Zeppelin, and we're back with two shots on the barrel. Right. Zeppelin's a good way to start segment two, I think. Hanging out in the just the beautiful Maker's Mark country, the Heritage Room here. Uh, hanging out with Denny Potter, uh, Michael May, J-Bo, Jimbo. So, the, you know, we, we talked a little bit personally about who is Denny Potter. The, the word is... Uh, your wife won't sit with you at football games. I mean, <laughs> that's another thing we well, heard on the street. So, so um, well, I couldn't tell you the last time she went to a U of L football game with me. Um, I may have showed my ass a little bit, which is, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> it's football, uh, but no, I mean, my son played high school football, and uh, we. I was one of those. It was hard for me to sit with anybody. I mean, you're yeah. just a nervous wreck watching your kid out there. And yeah, you don't really want to talk to anybody and. Um, but we might be able to fix that. I mean, it's uh, he graduated, so he's a freshman at University of Louisville now. So maybe, maybe we can try another football game. But she has <laughs> not been to a football game outside of her sons in a long time. So who knows? Gosh, there's a rumor going around. I, I, I've heard this rumor, but yeah. I want you to ask. And it. I was going to save it for later, but <laughs> I think it's a perfect time. Is it? Is it true you have a tattoo on your lower back of, you know, a, a bird or you know? Uh, something. I mean, that's just. Are you saying he, he's got a patino bird on his I think back? He does. Yeah, I think lower back. No, I mean I do. I have a a lower back tattoo, but it's a dolphin. It's not a. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, it's like a multicolored dolphin. And um, the significance of that is just loving life, and you know the fact I wanted to be a marine biologist, and uh, you know all those <laughs> things. But you know, I figure if I was going to have one tattoo, uh, 
<laughs> I could go with this for a while. Why not a multicolored dolphin? I mean, it's uh, my kids thought it was great when they were three and four years old. My yeah, son, yeah. who's eighteen, doesn't think it's so great. No, like, but put, your, put your shirt on quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not the shirt. It's that you know we, you know, I, I typically will try to wear a short shirt so when I bend over, people can kind of see. Uh, they said, "Can we see the dolphin?" I said. <laughs> You're talking about the tattoo, right? So, please. <laughs> yeah, please. For the record, so I do funny. not have any tattoos, but now I got to think about getting a, a lower back. Dolphin, yeah, yeah. Dolphin I, tattoo. We got a. <laughs> we got a guy that can help you out. <laughs> oh yeah, I bet he'd love to stencil it. He would. Yeah, he yeah. Nice. Michael. Man, yeah, you can let him do it. That's so funny. He could, he could be the artist. <laughs> Definitely. Now, when we walked in this room earlier today, uh, Michael May said, now, this is where it all happens. For many, many years, this this room has history. Mm-hmm. So what what do you know about this room? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, what's, yeah, this is you know, a lot of the, you know, the history um, just kind of revolving around the, the Samuels family, but also makers in general. And, you know, ever since we've been um, owned and operated, by them when they bought the place in 1953, uh, this is where it used to be. I mean, there's a picture. I think it's it's mm-hmm. over there somewhere, laying down, Michael, right there. Yep, this is a phenomenal picture. Oh, so this wow. is that's Bill. That's Bill Samuel Sr. So is he? Jesus, that's in the, that's Marty in this room at this table. Oh, so geez, he's sitting right. right where you're sitting. Oh, man. Man. This is a privilege and an honor. And so you I can see say. the samples back behind him. So, yeah. you know, it's it's an incredible oh, wow. room to be in. But what's great about it is this is our conference room. Like, I, you know, Michael and I will have lunch in here. You know, the team yeah. comes in and, you know, we have our, you know, we'll have operations meetings in here. And, you know, what I love about it is it's just, it's a very simple reminder of, how lucky we are, you oh, know, not just to be associated with the brand, but be able to work at a place like this. I mean, you know, you all are, you're, you're from the area. I mean, this, this facility is just absolutely beautiful. And, um, it's, I, it's just kind of funny. I mean, it, you know, I just find myself even, um, later at wow. night, if I'm the last one here, just walking in here, looking around and then shutting the lights off and going home. And it's, uh, it's very humbling I'm sure. to say the least. Yeah. So, yeah. so you were with makers for a while. And then, yeah. as the story goes, you, you somewhere along your trek, you were at Heaven Hill, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you, you talked about working with some of the folks there, most notably Parker Beam, obviously. Uh, what was the lure of Maker's Mark that brought you back, quote unquote, back back to to home? Yeah, I think it's um, when it kind of goes back to when I was here the first time. You know, when I was here the first time. Um, you you just know you know that no matter what you'll never have a better job than what you have here at Makers. Like our day to day, no matter how difficult it can of a day it can be, you understand that your best your worst day is better than most people's best day. Yeah. So it's I mean it's just kind of a feeling and an understanding. So I didn't necessarily leave Makers the first time. It was one of those you know we're part of obviously a, a bigger company. Sure, and they had acquired you know, Crusion, the rum distillery down in St. Croix. And initially it was, Hey, we just, we want you to go down there to help, you know, set this facility up. We had to spend some um, capital investment down there, go down as general manager, work with the Nelthrop family, be down for three years, and then you'll come back to makers. That was the original plan. And so in my mind it was, well, this is, I mean, this is ideal, right? 
we can go down, experience the island, know we can come back. And not only that, know we can come back to Makers. And um, that was, you know, that's what made it so enticing is maybe I can learn some things on the rum side right. that we could potentially, you know, I could come back here and, and share. And, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's still business. A lot of things changed within the organization in those three years. And so I did not come back to Makers. They, they brought me back and put me at another facility. It was going to be temporary until we got things kind of established and settled down there. And then, you know, they basically were like, well, we might want to make this permanent. And I'm like, oh, shit. Mm. Right. And, yeah. and, and it just so happened I got called by a recruiter because they had a position open at Heaven Hill. And for the first time since, you know, I had been uh, pretty much within the BEAM organization, specifically with Makers, I listened. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I heard the opportunity. I'm like, yeah, it's time. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of it's, you you know, you get to a point where you feel like you're kind of not in control of your career anymore, mm-hmm. that other people are making decisions for you. And so it was an opportunity for me to kind of get control of my career again. And it was not that I wanted to leave, but to go work at Heaven Hill was absolutely fantastic. Um, had no idea uh, the opportunities that would be provided when I left. I mean, I left to be plant manager of the Bernheim operation, um, which is their big distillery down in West Louisville, but also over all the warehousing too. And, and that evolved into, you know, becoming master distiller, you know, with, with Parker being diagnosed with ALS, you know, the thing about the master distiller title is it's a phenomenal title. I mean, trust me, it's, and it's a great privilege and honor to get that title. But at the end of the day, it's a marketing title, right? I mean, the title itself gives you credibility to go talk about what we do and how we do it. And people will listen because you have a title master distiller. The real reality of that is there's no certification process, right? There's no, we could all go get business cards printed up today that said I'm master distiller and nobody can necessarily dispute it. Um, But because the job is so heavily, you know, involved with marketing and, and Parker having ALS, he just wasn't able, you know, to go out and educate, like he used to, and it involves travel and other things. So that's when, you know, they asked me to, you know, to become master distiller there. And then I also ended up being VP of operations. So unbelievable, right? Like, you know, over multiple operations, master distiller, loved all the brands. And it, you know, just out of the blue, after being there for, you know, over five years, I got a call from Rob Samuels, who had taken over for his dad here at makers and Rob and I didn't work a lot together when I was here the first time, but obviously I knew Rob and he started talking about, you know, the possibility of me coming back to makers. And, you know, it just immediately took me back to what I had before I even left and, you know, just loving the brand so much. And you really start thinking about how do you want to end your career? Like what are the things that are important to you and, um, what gives you good, you know, great satisfaction? And it had nothing to do with Heaven Hill. It had everything to do with the fact that I never wanted to leave here to begin with. And yeah. I didn't really feel like I did because I thought I was coming back. And so, and then when I came down, you know, this is before I'd accepted the job, but Rob and I had been talking. And, you know, one of the things about makers, I don't think we get the credit that we deserve for what we do and how we do it. And what I mean by that is we're, you know, even though we're this mom and pop operation in Loretto, Kentucky, I mean, we're globally recognized. Definitely. And, and, and there's been plenty of opportunity in the time that I've been gone that we could have listened to the accountants and the finance people and changed some of the ways we do things because it's cheaper, it's faster. 
And so one of the things that, that I wanted to work through before I decided to come back was, well, are we still using lake water in our mash? Are we still using a roller mill instead of a hammer mill? Are we still going in the barrel at 110 proof instead of 125? You know, that's a big distinction right there. You know, um, to be a bourbon, you just have to be 125 or less going in the barrel. Well, we choose to continue to go in at 110. That's a huge financial decision. For us, it equates to about $10 million a year. Jeez. Because going in at 110 means you got to use more barrels, plus you got to have more spaces for those barrels. So, um, so the additional barrels plus the warehouse space, usually you got to build warehouses. It's probably anywhere between eight to ten million dollars a year. Um, we rotate all of our barrels. Nobody right. else does that. And then you know the big one is we still hand dip every single bottle. Yeah. And so when I was talking to Rob about that, you know that the previous year. Um, they hand up 25 million bottles. What? Jesus. So when you, when you think about, you know, your career and what you want to do and how you want to end it, and then you see you have a brand like Makers that continues to do these things, it would be very easy to eliminate if you were just focused on cost, right? And the fact that we were still doing those things, it's like, man, I mean, because we're not a mom and pop anymore and we're still doing these things. So why wouldn't I want to be a part of that? So it, I mean, it was a tough decision to leave Heaven Hill, but at the same time, um, the thought of coming back, being, you know, plant manager and master distiller, I'm like, shit, I mean, that that's it. I mean, I, you know, I would have never imagined I could have had that before I left, even though I was assistant master distiller before I left. Um, it was, it really was a no brainer. And then the people here, I mean, you know, this community, all of our employees, you know, specifically come from Loretto and Lebanon and, you know, just their, their attitude, their work ethic, um, how much they enjoy working here. And trust me, we all have our bad days, right. but as I said, our, our worst day is better than most people's best day. It's just, you know, it's more than just, you know, that bottle. It's, it's a lot of the people that are here and that you can't beat that. Now I went to a lot of, a lot of employees here and a lot of people that I knew, knew you and I was trying to get some dirt today, trying, <laughs> but it's hard to get dirt on somebody when everybody loves you. Mm-hmm. Everybody talk, even this squirt over here, didn't have much yeah, to say. We've we've asked we've asked Michael. It's like, man, Denny's a great dude. He's a great. <laughs> we can't even get him to get uh, give even, us anything. I even it would be nice if he said that to my face. Every <laughs> <time>. <laughs> I even went to one of your younger guys, uh, Ryan Peterson, I believe that's his name, uh, and asked him. I was like, "Give me some dirt, man." Give me. He's like, "Dude, he's just really cool guy, man. He's just everybody here really respects you and." Uh, like you as a person, not just a distiller. What do you want, J-Bo? No, what, what, what are you trying to get from I've Denny Potter? Bo- i got some bottles for you. <laughs> That's cool. But, but I mean, th- that just shows, you know, how you are. Well, it's I, – I, listen, I appreciate it. I mean, it, you know, it, it, that's good to hear. Um, and that is – I mean, that's – you know, I think at the end of the day, it's – we all kind of take care of each other. You know, there isn't um, – you just don't have a lot of the drama that you deal with, um, you know, in a lot of other places and – people here are just genuinely good. And, um, I don't think that's anything specific to me or anybody else. I think you just, you just appreciate, I think everybody here really appreciates what we have. Well, it and, usually comes from the top. People are going to lead by the follower. I mean, by the leader, you know, they're going to follow you wherever you go. Man, so, I trouble. mean, yeah, it's trouble. It's trouble. <laughs> there's, there's a few, you are really working. No, what are you working on now? Merchandise? No, like, no, listen, like listen. you need a new uh, uh, polo or something. I'm I mean, getting, what, what's going I'm on getting here? getting him ready for the third segment where oh, I knocked okay. the stool out from under him. <laughs> yeah. <this> and is, <laughs> leave ready. him on the floor. So, <laughs> I'm ready. But, but seriously, uh, 
everybody, everybody, even outside of Maker's Mark that I've tracked down has really nothing bad to say. They're like, he is just a cool guy. Well, cool guy. So that's that's pretty. We've cool. never had anybody that he, that he stroked their <laughs> ego like he's doing Steve, in the show. Steve is my man. Yeah, Everybody I know. Knows Steve's yeah, my man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but yeah. But, but the stuff I have on him that I did find. Uh, yeah, that was be, pretty good. It's going to be fun. To I'm, talk I'm about. looking. I'm looking forward to it. It's definitely. Are, are you? Can time. I? Can I inter, interrupt your your ego fest for a second and just ask a question want. because I think this is. So, Denny, I've got a young kid, 18 years old. Your, your son, you yeah, mentioned 18, football, eight, 18 years old. You were once an 18-year-old kid, and you, you talked about going to college and a biology major and stuff. In your wildest dreams, did you think that you would be sitting here in Loretta, Kentucky, as a master distiller at 18 years old when, when you were 18 down here at Maker's Mark? No. I mean, you know, no way. I mean, it's you kind of you stumble into it, right? I mean, even – how I even got into the industry was just, it sounded good, but I mean, damn, I, I was working 12 hour nights at safety clean in the lab. Yeah. Right. We were working seven days a week, 24 hours a day, and I'm working 12 hour nights and working with every hazardous chemical you could think of. And, um, you know, so when the opportunity, you know, there was an opportunity to go work in the lab at Jim Beam and I jumped all over it. And it was obviously when you, when you see that, you're like, Oh, that would be fantastic. But, you know, there wasn't anything direct about any, but no, hell no. I mean, I, yeah. I remember chugging four-year-old Jim Beam right out of the bottle when I was, <laughs> at, I went to IU and I mean, there's no, I don't think there's anything that could prepare you for it. And what's funny is, especially in the last five years, I do get, I get a lot of inquiries You know, I try to talk to kids, you know, about their careers and what they're interested in. And man, there are so many that are like, what do I have to do to be a master distiller? That's what I want to be. And yeah. it's like, well, how do you like working nights and weekends? Yeah. Well, what's that mean? Well, you know, we're, we still, we're a manufacturing facility. So we run for the most part, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you know, your distilleries run holidays and, and you know, you don't just walk in uh, on first shift Monday through Friday, but if you want to come in and work that, that night shift and, you know, do that for two or three years and kind of work your way in because there, I mean, obviously there's a lot of things you can learn, um, in college that, that kind of prepare you, but it doesn't, I mean, it really is the on the job stuff and working with the people because there's so many things involved in a distillery that trust me. I mean, it is, it's all based in science, but at the end of the day, it's about feel too. Um, it's about smelling. It's about, I mean, there's so many other things involved and, um, but no, man, I mean, there is no way in the world I would have ever imagined much less, you know, working at makers. Yeah. Um, but to have the job that I have today is just that nah, there's no way I if somebody would have told me, I probably would have smacked him in the face and said, "Shut your damn mouth!" Right? Yeah. Don't 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 try to pick me up like that. If you know it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. so, Jay so, Bo, back to your your uh, your yeah, segment. Yeah. Thanks for uh, ruining that. <laughs> Michael May uh, told us over and over and over. He's like, "It's my dream job. Mm-hmm. It's my dream job." Mm-hmm. We found out at lunch today that. He would even be willing to take a pay cut to keep this. On his one-year yeah. anniversary, on his he one talked year. about he loved this place so yeah. much. He would even give back money because he just loves it he so loves much. He loves it that much. So, can you believe that? Well, I mean, that's great to hear. It was happening anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good to know he's expecting it. Yeah. No uh, surprises. That's fine. There'll be a lot of other happy people. That... With friends like us, j Michael doesn't need enemies. He'll never come back to our show. Ever. He's <laughs> like, I let I freaking set this up with Denny for this bull. Yeah. I, I noticed he was a little nervous when he found out you guys were coming on site. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. This Poor is guy. great. Well, it's about time for Segby, uh, and the 
the bourbon today, the Maker's Mark. Uh, once again, Denny, just tell everybody what we're doing. This is fantastic, by the way. Yeah, so this is um, this is our 2020 wood finishing release. And, um, you, I mean, you should be able to find it. It probably was released about a month ago. Um, and so, you know, on the label, I mean, you, you'll see 2020 limited edition wood finishing series. But uh, the, the name is SE4 PR5. And, it, you know, you could, it's, it's tied back to the work that we do with the state. Sure. And the actual names of the states that we use to create. But, yeah, this is our 2020. The Marion County Trail could be the best value in bourbon-themed travel in Kentucky. You'll experience one of the Kentucky Bourbon Trail's crown jewels, one of the Bourbon Trail Craft Tour's top-rated stops, and something you can't find anywhere else. Organized tours of a bourbon barrel manufacturing facility, all in one place. It's the Marion County Trail. Take your time to tour, dine, shop, and stay all along the way. Explore world-famous Maker's Mark, a hot-ticket item on the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, Limestone Branch Distillery, home of world-famous Yellowstone Bourbon, and one of the top-rated stops on the Kentucky Bourbon Trail Craft Tour. Kentucky Cooperage, the sprawling plant where the thriving bourbon industry's barrels are hand-built and seared with fire for bourbon-aging flavor. And Lebanon, home of wonderful dining opportunities from home-cooked to chef-driven. Unique shopping opportunities, nowhere else to be found murals for your selfies, and overnight accommodations that range from traditional to bed-and-breakfast to bourbon-themed. Go to visitlebanonky.com for more details. Lebanon Tourist and Convention Commission, 270-692-0021. Whether you're buying or selling, be it your first home or your last home, or building your investment portfolio, give me a call. I'm Lisa Kearns, a realtor with Exit Realty Heartland. I understand the stress and hassles involved in buying and selling, and I will be here for you. Let me put my 20-plus years experience in marketing and customer service to work for you. Give me a call, 270 270- 402-4036. Lisa Kearns, Realtor with Exit Realty Heartland, here to work for you. Hey, this is Jimbo. This is J-Bo. Man, we are so happy because J-Bo, we got this podcast going and we got fantastic sponsors like our good buddy Billy Taft with Big O Tires. Billy Taft, longtime friend and uh, I've been going to him for years for new tires at Big O Tires. I needed a new set of tires just recently. Guess where I went? Where'd you go? Big old tires here in Lebanon, Kentucky, the heart of central Kentucky, Billy Taft. He took fantastic care of me. I know he's always taking care of you. Yeah, heck yeah. He's even taking care of me when I broke down in Bardstown. He has a Bardstown location as well. Fixed the tires right up. Baby, I was out the door, back to Lebanon in no time. He does a fantastic job. He's always worried about number one. You know what number one is? What's that? That is the customer. Exactly. The customer is always right when it comes to Billy Taft and Big Old Tires, Jabo. You can get old changes, tire rotations, new tires. Heck, he's even got used tires you can buy. Absolutely. Whatever it is you're looking for, I guarantee you're going to find it at Big Old Tires, Barnstown, or in Lebanon. Boy, and guess what? They are sponsors right here, J-Bo, on Two Shots on a Barrel. I'm telling you what, we love Billy Taft and Big Old Tires. Go there today, Big Old Tires, Billy Taft. It's in Lebanon and Bardstown, the heart of Central Kentucky. 
Two old boys ain't much for working. J-Bo, I love it. I love it, man. I love that tune. Terry is so talented. Terry will eat. So, you know, the story goes that I said, Terry, we're doing this podcast thing. We're just a couple guys want to talk about bourbon, everything that is Central Kentucky, and Terry's like, I got you. And he took it from there. Yeah, 24 hours later, bam, we have an opening uh, theme for our podcast. Terry Woolley with Crystal Music is uh, kind of icing on the cake, is sponsoring Two Shots on the Brown. I don't know how cool that is. Not only did he do this for us, he's also sponsoring us. So, I mean, it's a double whammy from old Terry. Thank you, Terry. And you guys have come a long way. You know, you went from a, a point in time where you guys didn't necessarily get along the best in the world. And now you are like best friends. Well, it's like, you know, you put two superstars in one room, you know, there's going to be some bumping heads. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, whether it's recording, maybe it's some uh, voice lessons that you need, some uh, learning how to play a guitar, harmonica, you name it, Crystal Music in Campbellsville, Kentucky is the place to go. Hey, I even uh, was in a tight spot. I was going to go to Nashville. I was going to inter- interview a bunch of artists, and I needed a guitar to sign. I remember play. that. I remember that. I walked in there, and I'm telling you, they have guitars everywhere. And he said, you don't want this guitar. You want the this guitar. And he set me up, and away I went to Nashville. Bam. He took care of you, and that's the way he can take care of everybody. He's a good dude. He works so hard. His wife, Ina, though, is the best thing in the world about him. There's no doubt about that. But Terry Woolley is a great dude, and for every musical thing that you need, including... If you're out there listening and you need a jingle for your podcast, reach out to Terry Woolley. Check him out on Facebook. Look him up, Terry Woolley. That's W-O-O-L-E-Y. Or look up Crystal Music. You'll be able to check out all their deals along the way. And thanks so much, as always, J-Bo. They're a great sponsor. Hey, and we're looking for more. Absolutely. Right here on Two Shots in a Barrel. Back to two shots on a barrel. It just seems like, uh, you know, as the show goes on, J-Bo, you know, segment one starts out pretty good. Then segment two, man, we get to really getting after it. And then by the time we get to segment three, dude, this is this is all going to happen. There's going to be a dolphin joke thrown out here any second. I got a funny feeling. <laughs> I'm not telling the dolphin joke on this podcast. This is, this is sure great. I'll make sure the mics are turned yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hanging out with uh, Denny Potter, Master Distiller, Maker's Mark in the Heritage Room, all kinds of history. We're just having a really, really good time sipping on some fantastic Maker's Mark bourbon. Uh, tis the season. You know that there's there's got to be a bunch of bourbon consumed during the holiday season. Yeah. I mean, no doubt about it. And uh, J-Bo, how many cases are you going away with today, man? <laughs> i tell you what, I hope a few. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> He's up to two at least. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Look, I yeah. Just, I just uh, call it how it is. You know, if, if, if he is a well-liked guy, you know, sometimes it feels good to know people like you. But then we get to the third segment, and you'll find out there's a few people that, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, when, when, when Denny walked in, I, I kind of felt like he was a guy that probably didn't have a lot of friends, you know. Right, right. And you needed to stroke his ego and make him feel really good. Look, he took time out of his day to spend with us. He didn't have to do that. <laughs> I know no, he didn't. Listen, tr- I know I have to make a terrible first impression. Exactly, that's exactly. Right. Uh, that's- so let's get right to the meat and potatoes. The reason why we're all here is to find out uh, if this is true or not. 
All right, so we have a mutual friend in Bardstown, uh, Carrie Overfelt. And uh, evidently, <laughs> yep. <laughs> he looks a little concerned. He looks a little concerned. And, oh Lord! See, Carrie owns a gym there, a very popular gym that I used to go to. Of course, it's moved buildings since then. But Darkside Athletics, correct? Is that what the yeah? Pop- Darkside Athletics. And uh, you're a regular there every morning. I, I, as of right now, I'd still endorse it, but <laughs> it really depends on what you're about ready to say and/or ask. See, I can show you the. <laughs> The text that he sent me this morning. I guess why you're there working out conveniently, uh, and he didn't even tell Denny he talked to you either. Did you Did you hear I, that part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, because you, you Denny has Den, you've you've had some conversations or texts or something with him today, as yeah. recent as today. Well, I saw him this morning. He didn't say a word about it. There you go. <laughs> so, so evidently you have a workout buddy <laughs> that you work out with every day. Uh, yeah. Let's see. His name is Tom. Tom Walton. Tom. Yeah. Okay. So here it is. Here's the story. Every morning they come in, and Tom is prompt. He's there 10, 20 minutes early. (laughs) Wait a second. This is already already bullshit. (laughs) Is this a 60 Minutes interview, (laughs) Denny? Tom Tom is there stretching, ready to go by the time it's time for the... (laughs) Let me tell the real version of this story. So if we're going to start working out at 6, I'm usually there... 5.50 5.50 at the latest, right? I got to stretch. I just have to right. stretch. I'm 47 years old. If I don't stretch, I mean, I think Tom's a year or two older than me. That's some of a bitch will walk in at 6.01 <laughs> and just start doing power cleans. Right. No stretch, no nothing. Let's add some weight to it. I'm like, right. you son of a bitch. <laughs> that's Every fine. single day. See, that's, that's just not the story I've been telling. <laughs> yeah, well, consider the source. <laughs> right. Well, he says that uh, you'll come in last second and jump in and then – you want to throw all these weights on there when, when you know, he's, he's still trying to work out. I mean, trying to stretch out. And you just uh, – and he said that uh, all the ladies gather around. Now I know. And, but they're not there for you. They're there for him. Do <laughs> watch his, uh, you know, brute well, strength. I mean, it, it, Tom is a spectacle. I mean, it's it's something to see. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say it's not. <laughs> well, we'll live stream. We'll start live streaming it. Maybe. You have That's... to. You have to. But that man, I tell you, of the two days I went trying to dig up stuff, Kerry Overfelt and, of course, Michael Mays, the only ones that would give me any kind of dirt like uh, – you and your workout partner, Tom. <laughs> he sounds like a wonderful guy. Well, we're kind of a match made in heaven. Uh, I, you know, I have a, a dolphin tattoo. And, uh, Tom's is like this really cute squirrel. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's just, you know, it, it, it's, it's a great photo op. I mean, right. oh, Lord. It's, yeah. I can see that. So you can imagine, yeah, when we're doing bar stuff and we're having to reach over and do hand cleans or something like that. Right. Yeah. That's probably why the ladies gather around. (laughs) Yeah. They want to see the squirrel and the dolphin. Uh, (laughs) You need to stop. (laughs) You need to stop. Uh, You're killing me. So if you're ever in Bardstown and you need to go to a gym, check out, um, dark side athletics with Carrie Overfelt. And you can see, you know, you're there every morning. You can, uh, yeah, no, it's no, okay. I mean, he, it is amazing what he's been able to do. I mean, it, it's so easy. You just show up and he's got, you know, the routine drawn out for you. But no, he's a, he's a good dude for sure. There's no one like KO. My, oh, man. No. We were talking about he was formerly at Lanham's Health and Fitness. Yeah. And uh, I was in there and I was just 
I just couldn't figure it out. I, I, I wasn't going anywhere, so I'm like, I'm going to pay 60, 70 bucks, whatever it was, to have a day with KO. I didn't make it through the workout. The dude that's got a name by the, the KO, I don't think I would do very well. I, I didn't make it. I didn't make it. I, I remember getting halfway through and said, dude, I'll be right back. And I think I threw up on the front of his truck. <laughs> I was leaning on his truck. I mean, he knows what he's doing. He does. And he can push you to the limit. So he, he's a great guy, man. Love him. Yeah. Love him, love him. That was, that was pretty good. That was, that was a good story. That was, that was a good – uh, Yeah, you got some dirt on him? I, man, I tried. I really did try. I mean, this guy is like – He's crystal clean, man. He's he is. he's like he's like Mister Clean. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing. Did you, there's nothing. We haven't heard the dolphin joke yet. Like so we should have we, we should have asked him. I don't know his wife. Maybe his wife. Oh, that would have been his good. wife could have given us some dirt. We think that's that's the avenue we should have taken, Jabo. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. She can get, get yeah, some. probably so. Although I think there's probably some coworkers that probably have some. Some pretty good stories to say, or any of my college buddies. I, was, I, drank, a lot. I drank a lot. Yes, yes, we were in the same boat. <laughs> but uh, if you're ever in Lebanon, downtown Lebanon, and you feel like you need a drink, you can always stop in our studios. Yeah. Because uh, over the past four months, we've had people say, "Hey, you like Andrew? Well, bring stuff to us and put it in there. You, you can have whatever you want." Stop awesome. in. I'll do that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So we, we actually have Wally Dant. Um, we did. Yeah, we did. And- yeah, he actually uh, deposited an 18-month-old uh, Monk's Road, which is going to be their uh, their release, their first release. He brought it in a beaker. So you know. That's when you know it's legit. It yeah. was legit. Yeah, it's exciting what, what he has going on over there. I mean, once again, I mean, it's only it's only good for the industry. And then, you know, because they have – such, you know, a legacy uh, within the industry, you know, anytime you can revive something like that, man, that's huge. It's killer. Yeah. Killer. Good stuff. Well, man, the, I the, the, the bourbon industry, you know, we talked to Steve Nally a little bit about this, but he told his stories about, you know, he remembered where they were like laying people off. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of like, geez, we, we can't almost, we almost can't give bourbon away. I mean, and, and now you think about, uh, not only do you have the likes of Maker's Mark and Jim Beam and the, the big guys in the bourbon industry, but now you've got these craft distillers yeah. that are out there. How cool is that? Uh, you know, did you, did you anticipate that we would be where we are now in the bourbon industry? Yeah, I don't think, you know, I don't think anybody could have anticipated it because we would have made more. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. you know, it's one yeah. of those things. Um, you know, I think we, had, we knew we had the potential. Um, you know, and especially here in Kentucky, I mean, I think there's at least as long as I've been in the industry and, and so, yeah, the tough times were in the eighties, no doubt about it. I yeah. mean, that's when, um, if you ever heard Max Shapira talk about it, he always says, oh yeah, they were sending, you know, that the, the great liquor store to the sky. I mean, it was just, there just wasn't anything, you know, for bourbon. People were turning to white spirits in particular vodka. That was your cocktail culture. But when you started to get this kind of the evolution of the bartender and, and cocktail accounts and people were interested in, you know, making cocktails with, you know, brown spirits that had, you know, very unique flavor profiles, but they also had unique stories that went with them. Mm-hmm. And so you started to feel it, you know, probably about 15 years ago, maybe even longer than that, when you were seeing these cocktail accounts pop up and, you know, just bartenders that it wasn't, you know, 
they're, they're artists, right? So for them to, to kind of go out and do different things with, with bourbon, but you know, I don't know that any of us could have predicted it. I think now we, you know, we fully understand what the potential is because, you know, we're, we're getting to be, and we are a global product. So, you know, how, you know, how do we grow this international? Um, once we know we're fairly, very comfortable us, we, we really don't export that much. Um, but we're working towards that, but no, I don't think anybody could have predicted what we have now. And, you know, I mean, we are the new Napa Valley, right? Like who could have ever thought that the people that come, um, specifically to do the bourbon trail and visit these distilleries and the fact that the communities have been so embracing and really building the structure around it, because we can build the attractions, but you need hotels, you need restaurants, you need, sure. and you're seeing all that. Like you're yeah. really seeing a lot of that evolve, and that's that's exciting. That's good for everybody. Wonderful. Listen, man, I know you are a busy guy. Uh, we kind of set a, aside an hour, and we cannot thank you enough for for coming on with us. Um, I'm pretty sure. Folks are going to learn a little bit more about Denny Potter than they've really ever known today after they after they hear uh, this especially, this episode, especially about the dolphin. <laughs> yeah. But but again, uh, with all sincerity, we appreciate uh, appreciate you uh, having us down here, and uh, we appreciate our buddy Michael May because he, he was kind of served as that bridge to you, and sure. uh, the opportunity though to hang out has been so unbelievably cool. Very cool. It, it makes what we do. So, so, takes it to a cooler place, you know. Yeah. It's fun. Here we go. We do. Here we go. We're working. See, we're two and a half cases. There you go. Three, <laughs> three cases. I mean, we can go out and interview bartenders, which yeah. we have. We and tour guides, but until you get into the meat and potatoes, like we got today, it just takes us to a new place. Yeah, we're in the uh, Rolls Royce is, of. Yeah, uh, there's only one place to go after. We're in the pen, We're in the penthouse, <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, we're going back to the studio after this. <laughs> This is this is cool. No, well, you. I mean, it's um, you guys are welcome anytime. You're not far away, right? No, You're what, yeah. ten miles away. Yeah. yeah. So it's good to finally meet you. Like I said, I mean, I did. I. You guys have a great social media presence, and you know, seeing the people that you've had on, like Steve, and yeah. So you guys are killing it. Yeah. Keep we it up. But you're welcome it. here anytime. Appreciate it. You're Thank a good you so man. Thank keep you so keep much. doing what you're doing, and uh, this is good stuff, man. This is history, legacy, and uh, you know, some might say. Listen, I, maybe you've said this. Your job is just don't screw anything up, right? I mean, because yeah. it's maker's Mike, a maker's mark, for God's sake. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it really is. And, and I know, listen, I mean, I know that everybody's interested in the next best thing and everything else. But the only reason why we're here is because we've done it right for 66 years. Absolutely. So if, if you're not focused on continuing to do things right, it doesn't matter how you innovate. It doesn't. Because if that core product, what we call our classic makers, isn't hitting the mark, then the rest of this doesn't matter. So, and I take great joy out of that. Like, I mean, I love the innovation stuff, but that's why we have Jane. That's why we have Beth. I mean, they are so good at. I can't do what they do, um, but in combination, we can do all of these things. We can stay focused on the classic, but yet we can continue to innovate with the wood finishing series. But there's no doubt. I mean, there a legacy has been laid, and it's our job not to screw it up. And you know, I think we take it very seriously, but at the same time, we have a hell of a lot of fun doing it, even though Michael May loves to rain on the parade. <laughs> yeah, that son of a bitch yeah. walks in the room, and it's like it's yeah. like a baton death march. I'm mean, just like, <laughs> good Lord, man, could you oh, come on, can May? Can just leave? Yeah, come on, Michael May. Good thing your wife is good looking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming she doesn't have very good eyesight. <laughs> She's got poor eyesight. Does she? Yeah, right, cataracts. Yeah. yeah. She wants Just to have so, cataract yeah. surgery. Michael's like, no, not yet. Let's not hold yet. off another couple yeah. of years. Still trying to lose 20. Yeah. 
Well, uh, by the way, we should thank uh, the Lebanon Tourism Office, who is our title uh, sponsor here on Two Shots on a Barrel. All of our sponsors, we, we uh, thank those guys so much for uh, believing in Two Shots. We're going to keep uh, highlighting what is, I, I think, one of the most beautiful areas around central Kentucky. That's and, right. uh, and of course, uh, I think uh, it's safe to say, uh, J-Bo, Denny Potter is not going to screw things up. Uh, I think Maker's no Mark chance. is in good hands. Very good. Now at the gym, eh? Yeah, well, yeah, you could mess that up. KO, baby. KO. Yeah, that's it. But anyway. Thank you, sir. Denny Potter, you're a good man. Thanks so right. much for having us. Thanks, guys. All right. That's going to do it for Two Shots on a Barrel. Until next time, I'm Jimbo. I'm Jimbo. So long, folks. The Marion County Trail could be the best value in bourbon-themed travel in Kentucky. You'll experience one of the Kentucky Bourbon Trail's crown jewels, one of the Bourbon Trail Craft Tour's top-rated stops, and something you can't find anywhere else. Organized tours of a bourbon barrel manufacturing facility, all in one place. It's the Marion County Trail. Take your time to tour, dine, shop, and stay all along the way. Explore world-famous Maker's Mark, a hot-ticket item on the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, Limestone Branch Distillery, home of world-famous Yellowstone Bourbon, and one of the top-rated stops on the Kentucky Bourbon Trail Craft Tour. Kentucky Cooperage, the sprawling plant where the thriving bourbon industry's barrels are hand-built and seared with fire for bourbon-aging flavor. And Lebanon, home of wonderful dining opportunities from home-cooked to chef-driven. Unique shopping opportunities, nowhere else to be found murals for your selfies, and overnight accommodations that range from traditional to bed and breakfast to bourbon-themed. Go to visitlebanonky.com for more details. Lebanon Tourist and Convention Commission, 270-692-0021. Whether you're buying or selling, be it your first home or your last home, or building your investment portfolio, give me a call. I'm Lisa Kearns, a realtor with Exit Realty Heartland. I understand the stress and hassles involved in buying and selling, and I will be here for you. Let me put my 20-plus years experience in marketing and customer service to work for you. Give me a call, 270 270- 402-4036. Lisa Kearns, Realtor with Exit Realty Heartland, here to work for you. Hey, this is Jimbo. This is J-Bo. Man, we are so happy because J-Bo, we got this podcast going and we got fantastic sponsors like our good buddy Billy Taft with Big O Tires. Billy Taft, longtime friend and uh, I've been going to him for years for new tires at Big O Tires. I needed a new set of tires just recently. Guess where I went? Where'd you go? Big old tires here in Lebanon, Kentucky, the heart of central Kentucky, Billy Taft. He took fantastic care of me. I know he's always taking care of you. Yeah, heck yeah. He's even taking care of me when I broke down in Bardstown. He has a Bardstown location as well. Fixed the tires right up. Baby, I was out the door. Back to Lebanon in no time. He does a fantastic job. He's always worried about number one. You know what number one is? What's that? That is the customer. Exactly. The customer is always right when it comes to Billy Taft and Big Old Tires, Jabo. You can get old changes, tire rotations, new tires. Heck, he's even got used tires you can buy. Absolutely. Whatever it is you're looking for, I guarantee you're going to find it at Big Old Tires, Barnstown, or in Lebanon. Boy, and guess what? They are sponsors right here, J-Bo, on Two Shots on a Barrel. I'm telling you what. We love Billy Taft and Big Old Tires. Go there today. Big Old Tires, Billy Taft, 
It's in Lebanon and Bardstown, the heart of Central Kentucky. Two old boys ain't much for working. Dave, I love it. I love it, man. I love that tune. Terry is so talented. Terry Woolley. So, you know, the story goes that I said, Terry, we're doing this podcast thing. We're just a couple guys wanting to talk about bourbon, everything that is Central Kentucky. And Terry's like, I got you. And he took it from there. Yeah, 24 hours later, bam, we have an opening uh, theme for our podcast. Terry Woolley with Crystal Music is uh, kind of icing on the cake. Is sponsoring two shots on the bread. I don't know how cool that is. Not only did he do this for us, he's also sponsoring us. So, I mean, it's a double whammy from old Terry. Thank you, Terry. And you guys have come a long way. You know, you went from a point in time where you guys didn't necessarily get along the best in the world, and now you are like best friends. Well, it's like, you know, you put two superstars in one room, you know, there's going to be some bumping heads. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, whether it's recording, maybe it's some uh, voice lessons that you need, some uh, learning how to play a guitar, harmonica, you name it, Crystal Music in Campbellsville, Kentucky is a place to go. Hey, I even uh, was in a tight spot. I was going to go to Nashville. I was going to inter- inter- interview a bunch of artists, and I needed a guitar to sign. I remember play. that. I remember that. I walked in there, and I'm telling you, they have guitars everywhere. And he said, you don't want this guitar. You want the this guitar. And he set me up, and away I went to Nashville. Bam. He took care of you, and that's the way he can take care of everybody. He's a good dude. He works so hard. His wife, Ina, though, is the best thing in the world about him. There's no doubt about that. But Terry Woolley is a great dude, and for every musical thing that you need, including if you're out there listening and you need a jingle for your podcast, reach out to Terry Definitely. Woolley. Check him out on Facebook. Look him up, Terry Woolley. That's W-O-O-L-E-Y. Or look up Crystal Music. You'll be able to check out all their deals along the way. And thanks so much, as always, J-Bo. They're a great sponsor. Hey, and we're looking for more. Absolutely. Right here on Two Shots in a Barrel.